here we go. Potaholics time. It is the We Will Fix It show with Colin Thomas from We Will Fix It Essential Maintenance Dubai. Carved out time from his day. So addicted to podcasting that he's here. And we're going to be talking about a follow-up on the villa. It's been weeks that we haven't talked about it. Two. <laughs> yeah, but we talked about it for about six. Eight. <laughs> And, we, and we've got 10 minutes with Colin is back. Yay. And a whole bunch more. We're coming to you from the podcast studio at the Rove Hotel downtown in Dubai. Podaholics is the network. The We Will Fix It show is the podcast. And we're doing it. We're on it. We're going. There we go. <laughs> Just start talking. This is, this is the podcast that was never supposed to happen, isn't it? I'm very glad to be here indeed. But today I was supposed to be locked up in yeah. another hotel, unfortunately said. not the Rove, and um, doing all of our planning for both the winter season and all of next year, which uh-huh. is really intense. It's a, it's one of those where you, you come out with a headache at the end oh of the no. day. Oh yeah. no. And then unfortunately, various people started um, uh, falling off the schedule. So I was like, right, stuff this. We're not doing it. We'll, we'll delay it for a week. And instead, I get to come and talk to you, the most wonderful therapist I've ever met. <laughs> I, I think Dr. Jenna says that too. We, we have therapy sessions. It's just yes. a conversation. So It kind of feels that way, which is, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because now, what, what is it? It must be four years, maybe, since we started with ARN yeah, yeah. together, I guess. Yeah. And um, I do, I really enjoy <laughs> this. It's a really great session. And um, You know what I enjoy I like is, I enjoy the fact that so many of, you know, all of us who are involved are listening to all these podcasts, but I love it that I'll just hear randomly from someone, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I've, I've been listening to the podcast or I've learned so much from this or I've learned what not to do from this. And it's not like when people start listening to these podcasts on Podaholics and they say, oh yeah, well, I, you know, I'm listening to PowerWorks or I'm listening to Tech Talk or I'm listening to We Will Fix It or Doc Talk or Catching Up. They, they tend to just keep listening to them all. They said they all kind of work together and they, they feel like addicted to the conversation. It's almost like you've created us here, you know? <laughs> we are now a unit. <laughs> the crazy thing is, do you know who gets the, the vote as the most liked podcast by the group here who's podcasting of, uh, of us is Glenn. Everyone talks about Glenn's podcast. Not that they don't like yours and not that- How dare they? All of, everyone tends to say, it's, it's Glenn's podcast that I just can't get enough of. It's just, it's just- and That's from our group. It's that's- Carl's and he, he's extremely dry as well, which I, I really so. like about Glenn. And uh, yeah, I, I just hang out actually at um, uh, PowerWorks. Does he have a good coffee machine? As soon as the coffee no. machine is, see, that's, it's see, not- That is the sticking point every uh, single time I am I not there. Up. But- and I'm, I'm hoping we can get a ladder system put up. Uh, not even 100 meters behind him is the best French baker in the city. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the odd area of town for that. It is because he, he is the guy who supplies all the hotels and stuff. And so if you want to get some of these great baguettes that you then throw into your oven for 15 minutes, this is the guy. And they're those ones you get at the hotels. You go, how did they make these? He's the guy. And you just go in and buy them right from him. His bakery is behind the, the, the shop. That's, that's amazing. Unfortunately, two months ago, right, we would have literally stopped this podcast right there and off I would have gone. 
But I don't know whether I've told you about this, but I'm on this new health and accountability thing with Jack Fawkes. Anyone out there who is looking for a normal personal trainer, I cannot recommend Jack uh, enough. (laughs) Interestingly enough, I don't do personal training with him. (laughs) But what he does is it's like an accountability program where he, we are tracking, so I'm using my fitness pal. No gluten. Um, Gluten is, no, he's not. uh, Carbs. See, Jack's thing is um, moderation. Yeah, yeah, I know So the things things that you like, you can still go for, but balance it out. So what he's after us doing is tracking. So my fitness pal, which I resisted for three weeks in a row, and um, it's just, for me, it was almost alien. And finally, two weeks ago, I started doing it. And Mm. now I'm really, really into it. It's working really well. Mm. But it just keeps you on kind of an even keel. You gotta see, you gotta see, because you don't realize, oh yeah, I had a soda. Oh yeah, I had this thing and it's full of sugar. Oh yeah, I had that. And and at the end of the day, what did you eat? Well, you know, and then you look at it and go, oh. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So he's all about um, not necessarily uh, training us in gyms or getting us going super crazy like you'd imagine from personal trainer, but instead to give us the tools to understand what we're doing. That's what mm. he's all about. And it's been fascinating. I've just signed up for another month. It's not even yeah. expensive, bless him. And um, he's, it's been just, just wonderful. But as a result, the thing that I very clearly had a problem with was carbs. It yeah. was insane. Yeah. And bread is just my thing, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so I've just chopped it out. I've okay. chopped it out pretty much entirely now. Okay. And it's working. It's working mm. really well. So five kilos down in, in a month is decent. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I just need to replicate it because I've still got another 12 kilos to go right. before I'm at my right weight. All right. And then it's all so, into the moderation world. And it, it's all, it's got to be about moderation yeah. now because otherwise it's just not sustainable. Because we've seen so many people do that. And, and there, we've, we've got a mutual acquaintance your friend, my acquaintance, who we have seen do this, and I'm not going to say his name. Uh, I don't okay, know. yes, I know but, exactly. Uh, mean. But yep. you know, did the life diets come in the bag, and yeah. and and he lost an extraordinary amount of weight. I, and I, I mean, he looked amazing. Yep. Then he got off that and put it on with a few extra, and, and he he's the first person to admit it. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, he is. But uh, and that's the always the the key is okay, you get onto the life planning like you're doing yep. so you can sustain it. So this is, and it's a life plan. So now yes. it becomes, you know, yeah, I'd love to have a baguette. You know, you can have a piece. Yep. You can't have a whole one yes. and, and away you go. See, that's the thing. And um, I've been down really low. I mean, low for me. I, I was down at 92. Wow. And I think when I started this, I was at 117, currently at 112. And uh, what I've worked out is my, my happy numbers bang on 100. There you go. That's what, that should be sustainable mm. and um, and healthy. And, you know, bottom line, we're, we're dads. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, you know, a dad to two young kids. And, yeah. and I still want to be around. I still want to be yeah. a bit more active than I am. So that's where all that's gone, which is very maintenance related, isn't it, James? Look hey, what we've done inside the first five minutes. <laughs> well, you know what? We want to pick up with the whole move. And we want to jump right into 10 minutes with Colin because Great. this is an extraordinary part of the show 10 minutes with colin good going even having that available considering literally two hours ago you didn't even know i was coming i'm hugely proud of you well done you so yeah i want to talk a little bit about um what happens post move in and i'm not actually talking necessarily about all the things that you planned this is more more about the unplanned elements that happen pretty much only when you've turned the d were on okay mm. now if you imagine when we went round our place, we were a little bit desperate, as you know, because yeah. I was kind of three weeks from being homeless. Yep. But looking at it on the surface, even with my eye, there's some really obvious stuff. But 
generally speaking, it was a cared for property, an older property, you know, it's probably 15 years old now, I guess. And what was just amazing was the number of hidden things that we found and the effects that those actually have. It was things like, so starting off with water, so I could see from the front garden that we had a row of like water spots, Mm-mm. which was underneath gravel. So it wasn't it wasn't watering anything. Yeah. And I could see that they were there, and I, and they'd obviously been there for quite a while because it was a different colour and a permanent <laughs> different colour. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I got my plumbers to have a quick look at that, and what they basically said was, your entire irrigation system is totally. Not working correctly. There we go. I that was a nice pause. I, I, I like that I, sanitization. It was, yeah, I was trying not to use it. <laughs> there was the, a one word you could have used. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and what they basically said to that was, the, whoever was living here before was literally losing a fortune. It could well have been like 500, 600 dirhams a month worth of wow. leak. Wow. Because the main um, valve, the main irrigation valve, the solenoid valve, was... Uh, leaking so that 24 hours a day you had a leak going into the irrigation mm. system it wasn't something that only leaked when the irrigation was so on it's always leaking yeah but it's under- no. underground they hadn't spotted the um the the indicators and, do you think they just hadn't been looking because they'd lived there for a long time so they just they just grown accustomed to oh yeah that's a different color and it happened over time and i think with these people that bless them i just don't think they had the level of knowledge that they needed okay uh, interesting enough now they use we all fix it at a new place <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's a bit of an introduction for you. Um, but they just didn't know, they didn't know to look. Okay. And then they, we looked at the uh, the water tank, all standard things that we would we would do, especially yeah. when we start an essential annual contract, because uh, if we don't find it at the beginning, we're paying for it with free labor later on. Yeah. So we look very carefully. And uh, Which there, is maybe a, a great, it's almost like, you, you know, if you're moving, maybe get the essential maintenance guys to come by because it gives you a little bit of a house inspection. And obviously you're going to need some maintenance anyway. So absolutely. I mean, mm. the whole point is to get the house right. Uh, yeah. for coming onto a contract. So we will find everything um, that's an issue. And with this one, again, the, the place that I moved to also had a leak on the joint leading to the ballcock uh, on the tank as well. So again, more wastage. Probably, they're probably only about 100, 150 dirhams a month on wow. that. They'd lived there for four years. Wow. So again, that needed to be uh, done. This was stuff that I did, we did in the first couple of days or so. Um, there were some real unfortunate ones as well. So my boys obviously went through all the AC systems like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Now, something that happens in maintenance that most maintenance companies don't talk about is almost that sods law scenario, which is when you do absolutely everything correct and it doesn't always work out as planned. Uh. Five days in, two o'clock in the morning, whack from a better half, Natalie, uh, saying, it's hot. The AC's broken. It's all your fault. Okay. I could have happily slept through till the morning. I really wasn't that bothered. Right. However. Okay, no, no, there needs to be an asterisk here. You keep your, your, your room at about 16 degrees Celsius. Baltic. She yeah. starts complaining at 16. Actually, it's around 14.5 on the indicator. Which is just insane. Poor air conditioning. Yeah, poor air conditioning. I, I feel for it on a nightly basis. You know, things it has to do. So uh, it it had blown both a capacitor and then also a compressor wire as and well. But you'd already done everything. The we'd servicing done. we'd gone right the way okay. through it. Yeah. It hadn't been missed. It was just literally one of those things where finally, when the jolt from the um, the capacitor went to the compressor, it was just enough to frazzle it. Wow. 
it was just one of those things. And again, not actually that difficult to replace, just frustrating mm. uh, that needed doing. Luckily, we went through to the uh, the guest bedroom, which we just constructed the bed in a couple of days before, and uh, managed to sleep there for the night, along with the dog, bless him, <laughs> who was But that's not five days after. I mean, it's five days. You, you would think as the, the repair company and you know the, the maintenance company, you've done it five days, everything is set, and then you get the yeah. phone call. Ari, AC's out. You, what did you guys do? Exactly. <sighs> and it's really frustrating. As a, as a business owner, it's really frustrating because you're creating that negative experience. Yeah, yeah. But what we're dealing with is a 15-year-old AC in all reality. And unfortunately, things are going to break. Hardware's going to break. And it's not mm. always detectable. Loads we can detect, but there is the odd thing that you're just going to be unlucky with. And that's one of these. And again, actually, in this circumstance, if it had been uh, something that was service-related, we warranty it. So yeah. if it had been a customer, actually, because it was a hardware fault, we can't warranty that hardware unless we've replaced it. But we would have been out there immediately to mm. um, to go and have another look. So that was unfortunate. The, the other piece you want to talk about is is the, 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 the pan that collects the water. Yeah, so I saw this as soon as I walked in, which was there was a couple of bowed ceilings downstairs with obvious watermarks that uh-uh. they they said, oh, yes, and we fixed that. And I looked at it and I went, that water is within a week. That's not fixed. Whatever you've been told, that's not fixed. So day one, I mean, I mentioned that we had just had an army. I think I had five teams on day one that were looking at it. And um, that one was just an alignment issue. So if you imagine with the pan, so there's lots of water coming off the condenser coil, uh, which is condensate, so condensation. And basically, it all needs to flow into the one corner to get down the waste pipe and out. If it's even like a few millimetres out in terms of the the runoff, it's not going to run in the right direction. Instead, when it hits, it bounces in the wrong direction, builds up, and at that point, it will overflow. And again, this one was right on kind of horizontal a little bit more. So then when, if you imagine over the last month or so, we had quite a lot of humidity. Yeah, yeah. And so the amount of water increases at that stage. It was just too much for the pan to handle. Is there anything that the the homeowner can do to help keep that little drain open? Is is there anything or not really? Well, if you imagine you're you're working there with um, a a combination of water and electricity. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. It's like, I don't want to be up there. I don't want to even be poking around in that blower. That's the issue. Uh, so technically, yes. Could they? Could somebody do it? Yes. Would we advise it? No. And not just because I'm a maintenance company. We just like to keep people alive. Yeah. So on that basis, it, it's one of those where regular servicing um, would, would sort that out on the whole. Again, any company that services should offer a warranty. So if it mm. happens soon after, or you know, for us, we offer a three-month warranty. Yeah. The assumption is that every four months, really, an AC should on average be, be serviced. So there's not really that long a period for it to go wrong the way they, they wouldn't be covered in that situation so uh, we've got that we've got uh, we spoke about tiles as well we have more pot this week oh no i know luckily it's the same area that we plan to um replace but they physically popped as in like five centimeters up on one side why 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 would they do that so again it's air pockets that from the original time i mean we can see how bad the original tiler was they've used like half the amount of um tile glue that they're supposed to they left big gaps that become air pockets airs trapped and if you imagine um as the temperature goes up and down that expands contracts expands and contracts over 15 years of that it gets to the stage where it will physically pop the tile which is exactly what's happened here i 
have found another two areas that aren't as bad, but I'm going to have to get those lifted up and then uh, relayed again um, in the house. So the tiles are going to be an ongoing battle. I think there'll be an ongoing battle for the whole time that we're in the property. What, what's the, the option? Rip everything up and relay everything? No. What okay. I'm doing is I've got one area, which is kind of our dining area at the bottom, where we've already taken up 20 tiles. They were so badly adhered in the first place, we didn't actually break any. Wow. So now that same area where it's gone again, what we'll do is we'll lift that entire area and try and save as many tiles as we can mm. uh, for the simple reason you can't get the tiles anymore. Yeah. We'll then redo that area, uh, which is probably, what, five, probably, f no, less than that, probably about 30 square meters, I thought, which isn't too dramatic in terms of cost. And then use those tiles in all the other areas to basically repatch as we lift in case we break, which is going to happen, right? yeah. break tiles as we go. So hopefully, it, I can't see any other dodgy areas. And before you even get to, to where we're at, as you're walking, especially if you've got a dog, my yeah. goodness, Rollo's brilliant <laughs> at this. Tap, 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 tap hollow, hollow, hollow you hear as he walks over things. Yeah. So you're like, oh, where's he just walked? Right. That one's a dodgy one as well. So I've got tape out now, which is when Rollo walks over a tile, it's dodgy. Tape it, you know? If only we could do that as an automatic dispenser, yeah. we tie it to the remains of his tail and away we go. That'd be brilliant. But, oh, um, so that's, that's going to solve the kind of tile issue as well. And these are all moving things, like things that you, you didn't necessarily know that were suspect before you got into the place. Definitely the water stuff, definitely the unexpected failures on the AC. Um, obviously, I knew about the uh, the ceilings and the um, the drain pans. That was yeah. fine. Um, but it's uh, oh, the one, another one I didn't know was some of the, over the years, do you remember when everybody used satellite dishes? Yeah. I've still got three on my roof. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'll take those down over the winter when we've got some time. And there's cables that are just, they just threw the cable from the roof down and then it turns out that they actually put them through the same sockets that were designed for internet just ripped out the internet wires really yeah so yeah. i've got an ace guy my um one of my electricians is just brilliant at, at cable pulling sounds simple it really really isn't it's it's a black art but bless him he's already done uh, one double uh, data socket for me and uh, i just found another one last week it's behind a cupboard i'm like oh come on you must be kidding me so i'm going to do another one there um and then hopefully at that point i can um, i can redo my um uh, my internet so at the moment my mesh system is kind of linking to each other for where we've got the data cables rather than actually going data to the yeah. wall which would be faster. So we'll get that done over the winter, I think, and um, and that way I should have um, blistering fast internet everywhere. Okay. That's exactly what you need. Yeah, mm. yeah, consistency. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, what, what I really want um, people as a takeout from this to think about is you need to understand that in Dubai, every property, whether new or old, really is working its absolute hardest during the summer period especially. But generally speaking, it's a harsh environment that we're in here. So you are going to have more problems than when you were back in either the UK or uh, wherever you're from. So, and that's just part of it. You know, they, they're, they're good properties still. Everyone yeah. likes to slag off wherever they're staying but really most places in Dubai are good properties but they just need to have a lot of maintenance to keep them going and also if you are moving you need to just bear in mind that there's a heck of a lot more that's going to be required on top of what you've already seen so you need to plan for that both from a budget perspective and time as well there we go that's what we call 10 minutes with Colin 
Has it ever been 10 minutes? No. No. I, I just, I'm like, I think I've gone. I had one where I was like, right, this week, I'm going to keep it to 10 minutes. And I think I did about four. And then you have the other ones that are like half an hour and I'm still bleating yeah. on. I'm like, that's not 10 minutes. I got to share this one. We had a, a friend move into a new apartment building just over the way yeah. from where we're recording over here at the Rove downtown in the podcast studio, by the way. Great podcast and, studio. And they're, they're in there and beautiful building. You know, I've only seen pictures and, and you know, their, their place looks beautiful. Yeah. I say, yeah, it's exactly what you're talking about. Two days in, they don't have a water leak. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, you know, they call in the, it's still under warranty, right? So the, the, the builder comes back with, with a crew and they say, oh yeah, you're right. The water, they, and there's a spot on the ceiling, but it's, it's like, I'm, we're, we're sitting here in the podcast studio looking up at the ceiling. Well, it is a solid sheet on this ceiling, much like theirs. It's not tiles, it's gyprock or plasterboard, yeah. whatever you, wherever you're from, however you want to call it. Canada, we'd call it gyprock. And yeah. I think gyprock's actually a brand. I think you're right. So, you know, you've got the plasterboard. So they, they look up and they say, well, it's in this corner. We're going to go tear up the, the little corner to get at it. And they do tear up the corner and they realize that's not where it is. <laughs> it's yeah. traveled. Yeah. And they, she sends me pictures of their entire living room covered in plastic and the guy, and she's taking a video of the guys pulling down all of the plasterboard from the ceiling to try and find the leak. Lovely. And I don't actually know if they did find it. I, I suspect they did because I never got a follow up, but it, it looked to me like a, it, a, a complete work zone. Do you know, it's an interesting one that, and it's a, a real apartment thing, but quite often that's not a leak. Really? Yeah, what actually happens there is, if you imagine uh, the way that uh, an apartment building is, is built, so you've got the slabs in effect on all mm -hmm. the different levels. Also, because of um, the way that an apartment building works, they have a real problem with air pressure in the different locations. So what they have to do is basically put fresh air um, inlets that go into every apartment so that when you open the door... All right, so you look at that... Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But the problem is, if those go don't go through a fresh air handling unit, which oh. are the bit that normally people might want to save a bit of cash on if you're running a building, then you what, have what is that? Is that like literally a it's, box? That it's like an AC unit. In oh, effect, okay. But its job is to so uh, it's pulling chill, it in. chill down the oh, air okay. to, to the level before it comes into the building, uh. and naturally, as part of that process, it would take out the humidity because yeah. an AC acts like a dehumidifier. Imagine that's not working fully, uh -oh. okay? So what then happens is the air comes in in the same way uh, into the location, but it's humid. Mm. It then hits the cold slab, because obviously the, uh, the concrete will be cooler than the main building around yeah. it. It hits the slab, and at that point, it, it creates condensation. That condensation then drips down onto the gypsum roof. Quite often you see it coming through light fixtures. That's uh -huh. the classic. And... Basically, you think that you've got a leak, whereas actually you've just got a huge amount of condensation. How, how do you know if it's one or the other? Like how? Experience. Okay. Right, these days, I can kind of <laughs> look at it and go, yeah, no, there shouldn't be any, any waste pipe. But if you imagine in your, um, your friend's situation, when they did the initial exploratory, they should be pretty confident that they can stick their head in the ceiling to see what pipe work is about, yeah. which then tells you whether or not you've got a leak location or you haven't. Mm. 
also there's telltales or there should be loads of telltales you get like little brown marks on the um uh, on the underside of the slab uh, which tell you where the drips have been in the past even if they're not there at that time and that gives you a really good indication that you've got oh, a condensation yeah. issue rather than anything else if you've got a condensation issue what do you do because if your building doesn't you know you say to the building, hey guys the intake clearly we've got a problem here and they go Beyond yeah. us. What can I do as an apartment owner or a condo owner? It's a difficult one. Um, the the bodge, which I, I'm not sure I've got anything that's particularly better, is to um, block up with expandable foam those fresh airports. It's not recommended because, again, mm. traditionally, if you were in a property that was really well sealed, you would not want to do that, A, for fresh air and oxygen levels and all that kind of stuff. Um, and secondly, you will then get that whole whoosh if, yeah. you've, got, if you've got all of the fresh air um, ducts where, where the issues were. Traditionally in Dubai, our ceiling is not something that you would ever consider to be remotely airtight. <laughs> so you, you tend to have less of an issue from that perspective. But again, it's not something that would be recommended. Oh, Other one, extractors. Leave your extractors on um, so that way you're creating circulation within these spaces. That can help to a degree but again it's not it's not great and you get noise too i guess with an extractor more to it you're paying the fees oh, yeah. to the building owner for maintenance of the property so i would like to see when your fresh air handling <laughs> unit was last inspected and can you confirm that it's fully working if you can can i send my my ac guy to take a look with your guy to yeah. make sure that you're not telling me a porky pie <laughs> That would be the way I'd probably take go oh, at it. Man. Okay. Yeah, well, it's not an easy one, is it? No, not at all. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, I, I wanted to follow up on your your fence building because you had to make some choices. You had a wooden fence. Yeah, you went for an aluminum fence. I did go aluminum in the end. Yes, could have aluminum. Just, well, I, I've suddenly gone <laughs> North American. <laughs> you, you, aluminium. <laughs> yes. Okay. I do apologise. Sorry, you, Brits. You 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 could have gone composite. You could have gone yes. chain link. You yes. could have gone with another wooden fence. Yep. Why the choice? Simple, actually. It was the fence that I was putting in was like a utility one um, to stop the dog eating all of the electrical <laughs> box, the swimming pool, <laughs> little underhand area, which he absolutely loved doing for the first couple of weeks. And it's round the side of the house, so that way it's not really that visible. So I went for the option that would be uh, require the least maintenance and um, the maximum structural strength. Simple as that. Uh, and as it turns out, you know, the one the one kind of irritant is fences don't really do all that much but they're not cheap <laughs> no you know? they're hugely expensive yeah, like, i know i mean and, and it's less so here maybe than in some other parts of the world simply because you don't have to worry about frost yes and and the movement that happens from the ground i mean if you look at the way they construct villas yeah. you know they just dig down five feet pour a slab and build on top of it yeah you know there's no pilings for typically for villas apartments of course there's piling yeah. but that's a little bit different than some of the construction and well, fence is the same thing yeah it is but then you also think about in in kind of a lot of the western places you have standard fence panels that, that oh, you are produced in in, yeah. in bulk and therefore you price it cheaper down yeah. yeah whereas here everything's bespoke but why so hold on a second why wouldn't there be standard I mean, we, we, we have concrete things that are being built for buildings prefab. Yeah. Why isn't someone doing prefab fences and saying, hey, you know what? 
Arabian ranches, we know that there's, there's certain sizes, certain things. We can produce fences that'll pass all the spec. They're perfect. They're built in the shop so that they're kiln dried or, you know, done in an environment so that when we put them in, they just live like they were intended to. Simple one, I think, which is economies of scale. Yeah, okay. And also holding stock here, which people really don't want to do. Yeah. And um, and as a result, even even in the ranches, I don't think you've got much consistency either. Right. So I totally it must get look it. like a real dog's breakfast then. Oh, thank you. I'll <laughs> just put it in. How dare you, James? Not How yours. Dare. The fact that there's so much. To, to, so yes, they do. You're absolutely right. There's no consistency and then, when you're then, around then, the places. Like you said, someone who's decided, oh man, there's, this is just a utility fence. So I'm going to go with the cheapest possible option. <laughs> And building supplies. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. No. Yeah. So basically, we wanted like a flat panel. Yeah. Um, the boss decided it would be white rather than beige. Uh-huh. Which for me, beige was obvious. We've got beige walls, we've got a beige uh, house. I, I could have told you she would have gone white. I could have told you. but she was right. I hate that. <laughs> because it looks, now it looks know, quite good. You know what's coming next? Your, your, your patio furniture is also going to be white very soon. She tried that. I refused point blank. <laughs> She did try that, James. Oh my God, you're more suited to being with my wife than I am, I think. Um, it's an obvious one, which is, I get it with powder coating. Powder coating's yeah. fine, but then whatever- What's powder coating? Uh, powder coating, so metal metal oh, okay. finish where um, instead of it being sprayed, yeah. well, it is actually sprayed, but it's sprayed with the powder and then baked. So that oh. way it's a really hard um, finish. Yeah. In fact, these, these are powder coated. Okay, so yeah. the, we're looking at the, so, the arms that oh, are yes. holding up the mics. Apologies, I forgot we were doing a <laughs> podcast there for a second. Um, and and basically, they uh, it's a really, really strong finish. Okay. But the problem is that you need some kind of material to mm. sit on. Well, that will degrade. And if it's white in any shape or form, yeah. then at that point, it's going to go brown. It's a yeah. reality. And uh, I know, Natalie, she's going white. She wants white, white, <laughs> white, 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 white. So on that basis, I said, no, I've just done the teak furniture on that basis. We're sticking with it. Um, and you can do white accents wherever you think white is required. All right. So we'll go down that route. So why wouldn't you just go with a nice big chain link fence anyway? Because they look terrible, James. But you can what put those you can put that, you, that weave through it, right? It's not happening. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we, we wanted actually a, a kind of a flat panel. So although yeah. it's aluminium, the, the style of it is very much like that traditional fence that your dad yeah. put together uh-huh. with the, you know, flat plank style. And um, yeah, I'm really happy with it. That's great. Uh, how did you anchor the fence posts and all that kind of stuff? Did you pull Just out the old ones? Pull out the old ones and put new ones in? Interestingly enough, no, we put it in a different place. Oh. So there was there was already it was almost like designed for it. There was a whole um cast concrete um lip that was just a step previously and it was just perfectly arranged for for that to go in and luckily it was in front of the old damaged fence so winter hopefully if we get a bit of downtime i'll bring the guys in just to actually nothing now wants that repaired as well which i haven't fully understood just got you a new one why do you want the old one repaired but anyway we will repair it i'm not going to argue on that one got bigger fish to fry and uh, we'll put that one back um and hopefully we'll then have the two fences that every house needs within six feet of each other (laughs) honestly this this podcast is almost like the uh the the guide to married life if you really don't want to be in the doghouse i don't don't get the two fences though they're so close together okay this i actually i do know the logic i'm being slightly flippant apparently she wants that to be where we're going to put the washing ah okay but still, I don't get why we therefore need a, a, the back fence. Because in effect, you come through the one where you can't see anyway, because it's, yeah. it's, it's a fence. However, apparently we need the back one as well. Mm. So that that area is 
just for washing. Okay, so you could have people over and you could have your laundry hanging and don't have to worry about people seeing your knickers. Yeah, but you won't see that anyway. There's that white <laughs> fence that I've just paid stupid amounts for in front of it, James. What, what, what about the composite idea? I mean, everyone's selling Co- composite see, product. I'm a big fan of composite. Interesting enough, I did have a little bit of a problem with the composite that um, we had in the last place. Oh. So I got composite and I got it done by a, a supplier I use frequently. And they said, don't go to Dragomart, don't go to yeah, Dragomart. Yeah. And I was hearing them, and you know, you know I am about Dragomart. Yeah, yeah. So we went with their, their products and they fitted it beautifully. In fact, this mm. was on um, both the uh, the ground area and the extension that we had um, for the container pergola that I did. Uh, we had it all the way as You're a You're getting another one of those though, right? Doing something slightly different on that one, which we can talk about at some stage. Um, and uh, it basically, over time, it both warped I've noticed and shrunk. That. I've noticed that with the composites, and I thought that's really interesting. Well, the odd thing was, about six months later, brother-in-law Elliot, were at his place, which is stunning in the ranch, it's had the same to, um, scenario to do. And he looked at mine, and quite rightly, we both looked at it and went, hmm, no, I probably wouldn't do that again. Mind you, I did, uh, in exactly this intervening period, the six-month period, I got Dan to do his in it, and also the mother-in-laws with the, the stuff from the supplier, when it was all looking fine. Yeah. And unfortunately, they've got ongoing repairs that are happening for them. But he did his with Dragon Mart Special. Huh. Perfect. Three years later, well, two and a half years, I guess. Perfect. No issues mm. at all. So, I don't know whether or not there are varying qualities there. They all look very, very similar indeed, yeah. as if they're coming from the same supplier. But, touch wood, if they are the same as brother-in-law Elliot had, they were a good bet. So, I'm going to go down that route this time. Yeah. And I'm going to see whether or not um, the, the Dragon Mart route will work. Because it's worked for pavers. My pavers have been absolutely wonderful so mm. far. So working, working with the composite is kind of like working with wood, but it's plastic, right? Yeah, so it's, a, it's basically a plasticized, it's got wood fiber in it uh-huh. as well. Um, but it is, it's, it's formed in effect, yeah. so extruded, I guess. It'd be the, Some of those get so hot though, and when it's hot here. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, you think about it, and if it's, if it's going to be too hot for feet um, with composite, what else are you going to use? Stone? Exactly. Yep, still going to be hot. Or uh, wood, in which case it's going to degrade that quick. You won't be able to walk on it anyway. Yeah. So you kind of, you know, we're just dealing with the climates here. I think the wonderful thing about the composite is you don't get splinters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a real winner, without a doubt. But I'm thinking, in fact, we haven't, we haven't arranged this bit yet, but I'm thinking we're going to need some kind of cover over the top of it anyway. Mm. Um, but we've got that much cover and other projects going on right mm. now in that garden. I mean, it's just... I sent it to you. It looks like a war zone. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, the, I mean, the guys are working really quickly through it, but we've got some like 140 square meters that we need to cover with either pavers or um, or with composite. So um, actually that is tomorrow's trip to go and get that worked out. Because <laughs> the guys are, apparently we are doing, well, we were doing the concrete pour tomorrow. I think now it's going to be Thursday and it'll need a couple of days. So by Sunday, Monday, they'll be on, I think we're 100, 100 square meters of, granite needs to go down as the next step and then after that we'll put the composite down after that will be pergola after pergola is around the side of the house to a um kind of a a play area it's going to be a a combination of um probably a table tennis table and then we might just try and get one of those outdoor football um type tables as well (laughs) that's the plan if I don't run out of money, which seems highly likely. So I need to get trading some Pajeros in quickly. 
I've, I've seen a lot of people with sunshades that are floppy. Yeah. What is, is that the sunshade do you think is stretched as it, they need to, what, what does someone do when they've got the floppy sunshade, which is just going to start flapping like it's going to go. You really know when the wind hits it, yeah. you've got a floppy sunshade. You're going to hear it through your house and yeah. then eventually it's going to break and it's going to annoy you because it'll be flopping at night when you're trying to sleep. Yes. So a couple of different scenarios on that. If you've got, the first one is if you bought the cheapest of cheap sunshades, you're just in trouble. It is going to stretch. It's <laughs> okay. going to keep going. And that's, um, and that's the reason not to necessarily get the cheapest of cheap sunshades yes. because they stretch. Yeah. But literally for 10% more here, the budget brand to go for is Coolaroo. Okay. Cool. And room. um, yeah, they're, they're available at most of the retailers, a seldom speed X sell them as well. And I've, I've got a Coolaroo that probably must be 12 years old now, I guess. Really? Still brilliant. Absolutely wow. fantastic. I haven't got it up at the moment, but I need to sort that one out at some point. And um, they still will stretch to a degree, but they've just been, you know, in the areas where they are going to stretch, they literally double weave it. So okay. you, you've got the, the, the structure there. And it's, you can imagine in 12 years, it's been through most things now and come out the other side. Um, but basically, a couple of things. Turnbuckles. So um, these are yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically expansion, uh, what do you call it? Like an, uh, it's like a hook with a, yeah. a U-piece in it where the screw goes in the middle and then you turn them. Excellent. There we go. So you want to have those on, on the three points as opposed to going directly onto the hooks? People have different ways of doing this. If it's me on a triangle, I would definitely do the two the two uh, top ones normally. Uh, so you then have one point. So you're pulling in one direction. Yeah. You've got the ability to pull equally. Mm. Uh, or if it stretches in a particular direction, depends on which one you would actually tighten more. So you can do it that way. That is the sensible way of doing it. Um, if you've got a rectangle, do two, don't do four. Okay. So that way you've always got to stretch in one direction to get it yeah. all straight. So you want to stretch in one direction. Yeah. That's tip. That's the, the pro tip, first yeah. of all. The, the other, the cheap way of doing it as well is um, if you bought, if you decided to use rope rather than uh, wire, does uh, anyone chain? Do, do, do people thing. use rope? Yeah, loads of so. people. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Right. Um, then you can, if you've got more left over, which to be fair in our household, um, I have a lot of <laughs> rope left over. <laughs> then what I tend to do is I tend to just um, put an additional rope in to retension mm. that corner if I'm out of turnbuckle um, uh, tightening ability mm. and then i will literally just kind of uh, do like a four or five uh, oh, roots okay. and i've got some leverage on it tighten the whole thing up hold it temporarily yeah. Yeah. undo the original one and then tighten that to the same level so i've still got something that looks good yeah. rather than the cheap bit of rope that i had okay. available and i've tensioned it retensioned it that way once i've let off that turnbuckle again sounds so like a lot of way, work why wouldn't i just use chain well Chain, yes, but it is more difficult to install. So it takes mm. longer and um, it, it can be a little bit of a pain. Also, chain here is not necessarily all that good. You get quite what? a lot of GI chain uh, that rusts over time. Really? So it can look pretty rubbish. Mm. So you need to buy a good quality chain if you're going to go down that route. So you, you recommend using the rope versus... No, no, no. no. Yeah. You, you basically, if you're going to get somebody... Either, if, you, if you're good at DIY, then you're yeah. fine with a chain. It's absolutely fine. But then at that point, probably an angle grinder as well to be able to cut the chain at the length yeah. that you need. Um, or So you get to buy some tools. That's a, yes. uh, that's a, that's a plus. Yeah. Or again, wire is a good one yeah. to use as okay. well if you're, if you're comfortable using that. Uh, but again, a bit of specialist equipment required to get it cut. And uh, you need to know what you're doing, but nothing a YouTube video can solve. <laughs> can you buy these at... Uh, 
Dragon Mart? Are they selling the... No. Yeah. Uh, Speedex is the best for that. And okay. Ace have it as well, but... Coolaroo, though. And you said Coolaroo. Coolaroo's Affordable, yeah, yeah. durability. Yeah, really good brand. Australian brand, I guess? Uh, I think you're right, yeah. yeah the, Sounds like kangaroo, kangaroo, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they do struggle, actually. The main colour that you want, generally, is that sand colour, isn't it? it? Yeah, that's one I see often. Yeah. And blue. They've been, out of, they've been out of stock of that for a long, old Ooh. while. So... If you see it, jump on it. And again, Dubizzle is really good for second-hand ones, but make sure it's a cooler room. It will always be stitched in. Uh, so they then they don't fail. Uh, <laughs> so on that basis, if you haven't got a Coolaroo sticker, it isn't a Coolaroo. Ignore what people say. Mm, you know, I've I've been thinking I need to get one of these sunshades. Uh, actually, you know what we've got? I've got a uh, well, an awning that yes. we a second-hand awning that we've had. You know, it, it probably lived with its original owner for a good five years. We've had it for ten. Great. And, and the stitching, uh, and this is this is not a you know, the cooler room material mm. or that this is, you know, this is good old canvas. Yeah, this yeah. is an old school one. The stitching on the canvas is starting to come apart. So I've patched it, but I need to get some folks in and, and it's funny because I'm looking at it and it's got the, it's got the brand on it, yep. who they are. And, and I'm wondering, it's, it's silly because it, it's sort of working and I'm, you know, I, I don't play with a lot, so it's nice and it does its job, but I, I, I probably need to get it repaired, yeah. but I'm worried about getting it repaired. And then because it's such an old system that <laughs> if they start messing around with it, this yeah. is going to go with it. That's going to go with it. This is going to go with it. And, and so that's my first worry. My second worry is, do I go and, and pick up the phone and call the people who it appears it came from? Mm. Or go to one of the other sunshade people that are, you know, there's, it's it's pretty standard operating mechanism. You know what they're going to do there? It's another one. <laughs> yeah. You've got a chance with yeah. the original one if they're still around. Yeah. But if you go to somebody else, oh, no, I'm so sorry, Mr. Michael. No, 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 no. What you need is Spanky. And Spanky costs you 20,000 dirhams. Yeah, thanks a lot. You know, and it was, it was so cool when we got this thing because it was literally a friend of ours said, look, we've got three of them. We've got three friends. Each of you can have one. Oh, lovely. And, and I'm sort of looking at it going, where am I going to put this? And so in, our, in the back of our place, we've got a couple of columns that go up and there's a balcony. Oh, lovely. And the space, without even knowing, is exactly where this thing Get is. It. So when we put it in, you know, we got the ladders, had the, you know, the buddies come over yeah. and we were, you know, good quality. And we're drilling in because you want to make sure that you got it anchored. Yes. If a piece of the concrete doesn't fall off. <laughs> Please, we Lord. fixed it. It was okay. Oh. But so this thing has been there ever since. And, you know, you wind it in, you wind it out, yeah. but it's beautiful. But it's showing the age of getting sun on it. And so we got to I think you should be able to get that one sorted. Yeah. You know, there's something about old, old necks as well that I just yeah. love. Yeah. It really is great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we, we can still got lots of stuff on the list here. I'm looking through it. Stuff. It's like, holy moly. It's, it's crazy. Take your pick. I literally, I, I did a quick potpourri of everything that we've ever done. You know? <laughs> so it seemed like a um, a nice opportunity to to bring some of the old stuff back. What are you thinking on? Well, you know, I'm all, I'm always a big fan of uh, water pumps, but and we have talked a little bit about ducts, but maybe we we want to we want to jump back in there for just a second. Actually, there's a different there's a different angle on this actually, which was this this particular question, um, which which was sun and pipe degrading in the open sun. What can be done? Yeah. The first thing is to spot what you've got, okay. and if you really got degrading pipe, yeah, absolutely. So if your pipe is like uh, grey. Yeah. When it was originally fitted, it would have been dark grey. If it's like light grey 
and almost white, then look to see, okay, is this pipe still the same shape that it would have been when it was originally produced, or does it have any kind of degradation on it at Uh. all? If it does, then at that point, you definitely need to get it looked at because it's going to blow. It's just a question of when. It started to change shape. And that's UPVC pipe. Mm. Conversely, if your pipe is green or was green, but has now gone white, don't worry about it. That's that's PPR. See, I've got some of that up on the roof. And every time I go up there and I take a look around, because, you know, you got to inspect stuff. And that's exactly what it is. And I take a look. And and I even said to the guys one time when they came, I said, what do you think of this stuff? They don't touch it. Yeah. The reason is it's really thick, first of all, but also it's a much higher quality material. So it it might look like that on the outside. Inside, it's like brand new. And you don't need to worry about it. It's starting to become the time of year where you can see if you've got any leaks from your roof or stuff because it was so hot. So if you had your water tank and it was leaking or the pipes leaking or the joints leaking. In fact, I had one the other day. I come down, I come down, I look down, I I see some water coming off the roof and I'm going, didn't rain. So I crawl up onto the roof and I'm looking, I'm looking to see where this is. And I'm going, you can't be serious. You know, that's all I'm saying. Did you do it proper John McEnroe? (laughs) You cannot (laughs) be serious. I I waited till I got on the roof to see if it was something I was going to have to be angry about. Ah. And I just took a look and I said, huh. And and it's funny because it was going, it was coming. It was the, the water going into the tank on the roof. Yep. And so you've got that ball thing yeah. and the, and, and I'm looking at where there's a little bit of a leak. And so I, I just simply turned the pipe and I'm go, it, it had loosened off. And so there was a, it, for whatever, you know, wow. they tightened it on. So union joints are where yeah, the union a joints. collar. Yeah. There's a yeah. collar. Oh God, you were lucky. And that's what I said too, because I thought, oh no. So I thought, I see where it is. So I just turned it and it just needed another little turn and then it was okay. And I thought, you wow. are the wow. god of maintenance. <laughs> I thought, wow. Yeah. Is, I was very lucky. You I were thought, very lucky. Because I was looking going, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. No. That's a painful yeah. one, that. Yeah. I, I give that a one in 10 chance of actually coming off. And you did it. I, I'm keeping my eye on it, though. And this is the thing, because I live in an old place, right? Yeah. So I'm constantly, you know, you, you notice little things. And it's funny, because you get used to the little things. And I pray that if someone, if we ever move and someone moves in, yes. that that the landlord and, and the folks go around and do a big thing with all of the little stuff that I've gotten used to or yeah. figured out the fixes because it's crazy. But it's one of those, isn't it? You just need to keep an eye on things. Once yeah. you've moved in and you know your house, yeah. it's just a question of keeping an eye on things. Um, and if you don't want to keep an eye on things, that's really where an annual contract comes in. Yeah. You know, Then it makes sense. If you don't want that involvement, let somebody else do it for you and what, they'll do it well. What did you do with your bird uh, dis- deterrent? Did you leave those up on your own place? Yeah. Left them. You, you don't believe this. I finally got all my deposit back. <laughs> really? Yes. I couldn't believe it. I mean, the threats I had to go through to get it was quite something. I literally made him think I was an absolute psycho. <laughs> I would chase you down. Well, yeah. Oh, all that and more. Uh, but in the end, he was desperate to get the cash back to me. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, the funny. reason I bring up birds is I've, I, I had this nice cactus that I thought was dying. And it was in a pot and I took it out of the pot and put it in the ground. And suddenly this, this giant cactus is thriving a little bit. And then it started growing and it's regrowing. And then the birds attacked it because they're so happy to get at this cactus, which I guess. Of course. So 
so in the process of having masks made, there was a lot of leftover material. So now I've decorated my cactus with leftover mask material. Seems to deter them. And it looks kind of funky in the yard. My wife thinks we look like a bunch of, you know, hobos. But it's brilliant. I've always, I've aspired to hobo. <laughs> but it's all this fun, you know, colored material hanging off the plant. And it's just, birds don't seem to go near it. That's phenomenal. And of course the dog that they don't want to dare be on, on the ground either because my dog tries to jump into trees. He can jump five feet. That's amazing. Oh, well, he's already four, and so he jumps up another two feet. He's he's, yeah. he's he's trimming my trees for me. He's like a camel. Oddly <laughs> enough, we had a similar situation with Rello. We didn't think he could jump. And then we left something on a table outside, and he didn't really jump. He just arrived without any effort whatsoever at table height. And we're like... Well, if that was what he's just done with the table, how high could he actually go? But he obviously needs to be quite motivated to do it. It's unlike yours, who, who sounds like he'll do it on a whip. Yeah, well, he, he, no, he doesn't go for the table. He doesn't go for food. Okay. Only when he first got him did he take a pie off the counter, but nothing since. Wow. Nothing since. Rella's just nailed um, Ruby's breakfast this morning. No, no. Boiled egg that she literally just looked Gone. the other way. Done. <laughs> <laughs> he's naughty. Lucky he's cute. Gets through a blue red of that. There, there, was, there was a video of, of a, a lab and uh, ladies, you know, clearly this lab eats all the food off the counter. And ah. so Tupperware containers at the back of the counter. The dog is up and he's he's got his paw out and he's he's pulling it. Yeah, yeah. He's Where got the Tupperware it? in his mouth. Brilliant. But she's filming him. And she's going, really? Really? And you can see... He, Takes one look at the owner. He's like, oh, busted. Drops it. He goes, what are you going to do with it now? And he's, but he's, he's thinking, well, I got it. Can I have it? <laughs> and all you hear is the owner going, really? Now I can't even leave stuff on the counter at the back in a container? And I'm just going, I want to see more of the videos. That was brilliant. The other, the other dog, well, actually it's a lab as well. You must have seen it. Is the, the dog that loves leaves. Have you seen the, 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 the video where basically it doesn't matter where this dog is. If it seals and sees a pile of leaves, it jumps full tilt straight in the middle of them. I absolutely love that one. They've got all of this filming from over the years of the dog just nailing all of these leaf piles. It's wonderful. Can you imagine? Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Which, which is why you have to have a good fence to keep your dog in. Yes. Aluminium. Yeah. Aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Colin? I think, I think we're going to have to uh, think about wrapping things up. And we'll, we'll do it all again really soon. What a great list. we got more to go through. Plenty. And of course, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking i got to post up some of our back shows as well. Good idea. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of fun. And that doesn't mean to stop listening. Just oh. keep listening and enjoying. I was young in those days. <laughs> Well, and, and hey, Dan's on a lot of these too. So we've yeah. got some nostalgia shows. That's nostalgia. <laughs> Potaholics with a K at gmail.com. Potaholics with a K across all the socials. You want to get in touch with the folks over at We Will Fix It or Essential Maintenance Dubai. We Will Fix It. Essential Maintenance Dubai. Easy. Google it. You'll find them. And we, we do this every week or so. Rove Hotel helps us out. We do it in the podcast studio. Look forward to talking to you again really soon. You've been listening to the We Will Fix It show.